progress. Cool. What's going Hello. on? Happy New Year. Oh my gosh. It's been a long time. Yeah. Look at your calendar on your wall. I know it's curling up. (laughs) The edges are curling up. It's like, yeah, (laughs) I'm, I'm thinking I might put it on the back wall, move the sofa. So I have more room to perform whatever it is I'm going to perform this year. We have to go back through all of our podcasts and like flag all of the different ways you're going to rearrange this room. (laughs) (laughs) And we still have pictures on the floor. Oh my god. Can you put that on your plan for 24? I can, but I mean, I like these stacked against the wall look. Oh, okay, great. It's if kind of a thing. Cool. Yeah, it's a it's a thing, I think. Yeah. It's like saying I could hang them, but but I'm too cool to hang them. I don't know. <laughs> no, I need to hang the art. Yeah, no, I do like that look, but yes. Um there are lots of options. But yes, that's quite a good thing. If I have nothing to do, which we'll come to um, in this conversation. But if I have nothing to do, then I could do that. I could hang them. It does require making a decision. <laughs> Choices. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it does. So yes. um, cool. So what are we talking about today? I'm going to just bring up some notes. Well, I don't I mean regurgitate them. I mean, I'm just going to find them on the phone. Go. Boundaries. Yay. What, like, why is it such a difficult concept? How come Um, we think boundaries are ultimatums? Shall we start by defining what each of us or together we think a boundary is? Let's do it. Okay. Do you you want to have a bash at that? I was like, she's going to go first. Okay. I mean, I can, but. Let's see if I can craft a boundary is something I create for myself to keep me safe, healthy, and it doesn't require anybody else to know about it. Ooh, I like How'd that I do? Little- you did really well. I like the bit you added at the end. Yeah. yeah. So it's something you create for yourself. Mm-hmm. It has a purpose. Suggested safety. Health. Health. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with those things. It feels like um, a fence or a line in the sand Something that I have made a choice or a decision about. Yes. Um, And I am making a distinction between this and that. So between um, distinguishing something, X, whatever it is. um, Let's take your example of safety. Within this circle or this side of this fence or this line in the sand, is safety and over there is not. So there's something for right. me about best- distinguishing between yeah. what's happening over there yeah. and what's happening on this side of the boundary. Yep. So there's two things I want to add to that. I love mm-hmm. the way that you just said all of that. 
um, that the boundary, let's say that this is my boundary. Mm -hmm. I, I'm the one who places this and the boundary is about whether or not I step across it. It's not about whether or not you. And I find that the misconception that's really common is we run around the world and we're like, but I had this boundary and you crossed it. And that's not what a boundary is. A boundary yeah. is like, it, I'm the only one that knows about it, probably. And it's about whether or not I step over it. Yeah. Okay. And then I yeah. already forgot the second thing I was going to say. Oh, it'll come back. It will come back. Yeah. And I think um, that almost feels like the how to play with my boundaries part of the conversation, possibly. Yeah. The, the, the who is doing what with the right. boundary. Right. Um, yes. And step one is to decide, taking again your examples of safety or health, what makes me feel safe? What makes yeah. me feel unsafe? That's the second part I was going to mention. Go. It is about uh, a boundary of fence, right? A line in the sand is about protection. And a lot of times a boundary is how do I protect myself? And I don't necessarily need a boundary when it's just me operating in the world. Uh, I do have them for that. But where they're really, really powerful is when I'm in relationship with others. I really find that boundaries protect the relationship from the dents and the bruises that we inflict on it because we're human. Mm. That's interesting because um, I was thinking about, um, so we've established that a boundary is a line in the sand. Yeah, it's what I'm a yes to and what I'm a no to. Um, I want to feel safe, for example, or I want to feel and be healthy. Mm. So I'm a yes to this. I'm a no to that. And so I'm putting a boundary or boundaries in place that will support me, me being a yes to my health. And that will keep away me being a no to my health, for yep. example, or insert the word safety or anything else that you like. Um, and I think we often think about boundaries in relation to other people. Yes. And I have been thinking about boundaries in relation to myself. Mm. And that feels like the place for me to practice not the only place for me to practice, but it feels mm -hmm. like it's very much a place that I that I am and want to practice at the moment, not least because I have, you know, in the last 24 hours, seen myself completely blast through my own boundaries. Yes, <laughs> and just mine are very mushy. And yes, so step over that line, trample through, you know, over the fence, trash it, and, you know, career out into not honoring my own boundaries with myself so so I think actually they're powerful I agree with you they're really powerful in um in relationships and I include in that my relationship with myself yeah yeah I, I wrote down there's there's probably more than two but the two places for boundaries is personal and relational mm. yeah I think most people um 
most of my clients come to boundaries because they're challenged in relationship with someone else, a boss, a, a child, a spouse, parent, sibling, mm. neighbor. Mm. So that's usually where the conversation pops up. Yes. And I think interestingly, you could think about that as, as again, coming back to self. And this might be a sort of a little tug of war that we have in this conversation where sure. I keep pulling it back to self because that's what I'm really um, focused on and interested in at the moment. Um, but I had a conversation with a client yesterday who was saying, you know, well, fuck them. This person is an asshole because they have, they've stepped over my boundary. Yes. And actually that is, and, and this person's, you know, like, like a lot of us, they're planning out 2024. They're thinking, right, okay, this time next year or the end of 2024, when we have a conversation, what do I want to be saying that I have achieved and done and created for myself and how I've treated myself? And in that process, they're noticing, they're noticing obviously where other people, because it's so easy for us to notice where someone else is doing it wrong. Yeah, it's easier to see it in others than for yeah. us to see it in ourselves, of course. Yeah, like you're not treating me properly. Right. That was not the right thing yes. to do or say. They're disrespecting um, me. Yes. Yeah, yeah they're selfish because mm -hmm. they can't see that, you know, I have yes. a boundary in place here. However, the the real core of that for me at the moment I'm really open to changing my mind but at the moment it feels to me like actually it's about this woman I agree with you the boundaries yeah. are always about me they're for me yes. and they're yes. by me yes the and I am the one who maintains them or doesn't yeah mm. I think and, and I think yes to all of that and um I think uh the only the reason I brought it up is that I don't, my clients don't come to me and they're like, mm, I've stepped over my own boundaries. I don't know why I can't maintain and defend my, they're coming to me because they're like, those people are making my life fill in the blank, difficult, challenging, you know, miserable. It's like, okay, are they, <laughs> you know, if you, yeah. the, the example could be like, if you tolerate somebody open hand slapping you across your face, mm and they keep doing it, then like, there may be something that you need to, to shift. Yeah. Don't put your hand, don't put your face in front of their hand anymore. Yeah. The question I'm jotting down is what part am I playing in this? Or if I was speaking to a client, what part are you playing in this? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so something else I was sort of thinking about is what we gain and what we lose. Yeah. We're kind of coming Great. to that, looking at that, what I'm a yes to and what I'm a no to. So in relationship, if I'm if we're talking about relationships with others, which might be an easier place yeah. for Tracy yep. to kind of get a we handle on We have to see Sherafat from now on. Okay. Because we know Sherafat is watching. Okay. And she's so lovely and she comments and shares openly about herself based on what she hears. 
Mm. I think Sheriff Fat would get both sides of this. But so let's let's leave that out then. The Tracy, what Tracy will and won't get. Not to offend Tracy. Yes, I'm making decisions about what she'll get. That's awful. Okay, (laughs) remove that from the minutes, please. Um, But yes, we we get something when we're in relation with people, don't we? In relationship with someone. Um, If I am very So, for example, if I'm being treated badly by somebody, I determine that their behavior towards me is bad by me tolerating it rather than putting a boundary in place. By me tolerating their behavior, I get something. Yeah. Yeah. Such as. Let's use a real example. Okay. I'm not prepared to disclose any of my real examples. I'm not going to disclose any of my personal ones here today go then give me an example so the the place i learned about boundaries was in al-anon which is for families and friends of alcoholics it's a 12-step mm-hmm. program that mirrors aa yep mm-hmm. travel together and at the time i had two little babies both in diapers my husband's drinking had gone like exponential mm-hmm. um and i was desperate so you walk in the 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 room and you're like tell me what I need to do. And they're like, we're so glad you're here. Mm. And you're like, that was not helpful. We'll see you next week. And I'm like, so then I come back the next week. I'm like, okay, so tell me what to do. And they were like, we're just so glad you're here. We'll see you next week. Right. And I was like, what is wrong with these people? I need to know, do I leave him? Does it like, what can I say to make him stop? So what they helped me to discover was that a boundary was for me and by me. And if I'm tolerating this behavior of his, which is to, you know, be irresponsible and absent because of his drinking, then that's on me because I'm tolerating it and I have to make a decision. Am I going to continue to tolerate it? And if not, what does that even look like? Because I've been tolerating it our whole marriage. So what, like now what do I do? And so the very first boundary I ever built with the help of these lovely people in Al-Anon, which I will forever be grateful to them, was if Brian, or sorry, my husband and I had made an agreement that if he was going to drink, he couldn't do it at home because we had babies and he was just, he was obnoxious. So like you're a grown man, if you're going to drink, you're going to drink, but like, just don't do it here. So that was the agreement. And he, if it, if he drank at home, then like, I would have to make a decision because like the agreement was was between the two of us. But at the end of the day, it was really like, I don't want to be around him when he's drunk. Mm. That was my boundary. So my boundary was if I believe you've been drinking, then I will ask you to leave. And then the backup plan was if you don't leave, right, then I will grab the kids Mm. and my go bag and we will leave. Mm. So building that boundary was really, really challenging. Yeah. May I say something? You bet. What what was interesting in there for me was that the boundary started by being named. We have an agreement that you won't drink at home. Mm -hmm. But when you traced it back or went a little deeper, it was actually something slightly different, which was all about you, Mm -hmm. which was, I don't want to be around you when you're drinking. Yes. I find that interesting. Because so then that what is happened, all about you, not about him. 
It is. I, I couldn't stand to be around him when he, when he was drinking. Mm. So then, um, he, then it happened where he's like drunk at home and, mm. and it happened a lot. And, um, you know, I just look at him and be like, so would you like me to call you a cab? Mm. And he would say, no, I'm not drunk. And I'd say, okay, cool. Um, either you leave or, or I'm going to go, it's up to you. And then he'd, he would always leave always. And then he would threaten to drive. And I'd be like, cool. If you get in that car, I'm going to have to call the police because I don't want you to kill yourself or anybody else. And so then he would call a cab or sometimes he would walk, but yeah. Mm. And the first time I said, like the first time I defended my boundary, I, my blood pressure probably was like sky high. My heart rate was probably at 200. I was terrified. Mm. but um, with practice, it got a lot easier and it was all about me. And it was like this, the most empowering thing. Cause I was like, I don't have to be around this. What made the blood pressure go high? What was the, the thinking? Yeah. Um, I, th I don't know. My, I think my hunch is that I'm such a people pleaser that I was afraid he was going to, well, I was probably afraid he was going to leave and never come back. Um, or that he, he, it would reinforce like, like I would be left behind because I've got that fear, right? That I'm going to get left behind or that I'm unlovable somehow. So it probably touched that, that nerve, that really raw nerve from, mm. you know, little Allison, mm. which is why I like, I can't even remember how old I was. Uh, let's see. I was 38. 38 was the first time I actually set a boundary that I can like consciously recall and defended mm. it. So it was terrifying. I'd never done it before. Yeah, because I was guessing while you were speaking what the cost yeah. thought was. What was yeah, the I thought, thought it was going to I thought it was going to cost me my marriage. Yeah, and for me, because I have a different hmm. raw nerve to yours, for me, I was thinking, oh, I wouldn't be able to, you know, no, I wouldn't be able to. I would struggle to put that boundary in place, and I struggle full stop to put boundaries in place because I think my boundaries will cause harm to others. Yes. And your, you know, core. My boundary is like, I'm going to be left. Me. Yes. yes, people are going to leave me. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so interesting um, that that is, is that that's the sort of the nub, the core piece, the seed yeah. that is then, you know, um, permeating how you do or don't put a boundary in place or how you are or are not able to maintain right. a boundary that you that you have chosen that, you know, is good for you. Which leads me to the distinction between a boundary and an ultimatum. Boundaries are really hard because it's, I have to own the whole thing. If I feel like you've been drinking, that's not really, but like if I feel unsafe, if I feel irritated, like those are the feelings that came up for me when he was drinking. If I feel like annoyed, irritated, contemptuous, ooh, then I will leave then I will ask you to leave or I will leave. Hmm. The ultimatum is if you are drunk in the house 
then you're going to have to leave. I don't have to own any of that. Mm. That's all about him. And then he can be the jerk and then he can be the problem. But as yes. soon as I come to me, like if I feel contempt towards you because, you know, I don't like your drinking, boom. Now I've got to, I got to carry it. Yeah. And if you do do boundaries in the way of an ultimatum, yeah. where it's you have to do the thing, yeah. you're at the effect of someone else's behavior. Yes. Which reinforces well, you have no power. Yeah. Yes, that you have no no power at all. And then then it's all facing outward. It's all projected outward. They're the asshole. They're the awful person. Mm -hmm. They didn't respect me. Mm -hmm. We get to be a victim because they didn't do the thing that we asked them to do. Yeah. Um, and, it, a, and it's different. Go. Imagine that inside the context of a marriage with an addict. That I'm like, you suck, you're wrong, you're a drunk, you're screwing everything up. And imagine what that then does, the impact that has on the addict brain. The addict brain is like, might as well drink. She's the problem, right? Like it actually fed into his drinking. And he'll say that, like if he were sitting right here, he'd be like, yeah, you were the problem that my mm -hmm. drinking could solve. Mm. So it was. So both people, both parties are then looking outward yes, yes and saying you're the problem yes no you're the problem right and there's lots of finger pointing yeah um and ownership responsibility empowerment personal not agency it's not you can't access it not it's not even on the table right because we're looking over there and saying i'm going to be okay when you do the thing yeah whatever the thing is yeah I will share that he did leave. Like he left our home and moved out. It did happen. My deepest mm. fear happened. So that's why boundaries suck because they're really hard and they may create the thing that I, that, that we are terrified to experience. Yes. My example, my fresh example and I'm questioning, I have been questioning, is this really about boundaries? And I think it is. Mm. Um, is I, mine is a health and well-being related example. I want to um, create healthy morning routine for myself, which requires a healthy bedtime routine before I get to the morning, so it happens there, and then I do the sleeping, and then I wake up and have the healthy <laughs> morning routine, which then stains me throughout my day and helps me to create the other things mm -hmm. that I want to create. Um, and so yesterday, I just blasted through a healthy boundary that I've put in place for myself mm. which is to um in in service of my commitment you know health well-being morning routine evening routine is to go to bed early mm -hmm. you can tell me whether this fits into boundaries or not okay. and so I was seated at the table having my dinner at seven o'clock 
gotten up at five. So really well on track to go to bed at a decent hour, nine o'clock in bed, lights out. Okay. Um, I then proceeded to watch Netflix. Mm. I was watching a series that I have already watched fully from start to finish over a period of time. I watched it, Ali, until 1.30 in the morning. That is, and I was watching it whilst I was eating at <laughs> 7. So that is 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 1. Six hours yeah. of watching something. There was the odd break. I, I went to the bathroom. Sure. I messaged you. Yes. I mean, those things took minutes. Um, <laughs> six hours. Yeah. Of watching something I've already watched. Okay. Albeit a long while ago, but I've already watched this. Yeah. That seems significant to you. <laughs> yes. Waving my, I've already done it. I've already done it. It's like it wasn't anything new. Um, and I was thinking about boundaries and just thinking, wow, I've just completely blasted through this, um, this boundary that I have set for myself, which is in service of, you know, of yeah. of my of my brain, of my mind, of my creativity, mm. of my. So it's in service of a lot of things. Yeah. It's not just I'm going to get a bed early. Right. It's, you know, it's part of the the picture of the things I'm creating for myself this year. And I just, I just steamrolled through it. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe I need you to ask me a question. But I felt that I lost something and I gained something. I, I kind of lost... I lost hours. I lost sleep. There was a knock-on impact. Yeah. I didn't wake up at the time I wanted to wake up this morning. I didn't do the exercise. Mm -hmm. I did some exercise, but I, you know, I didn't do what I had planned to do this morning. Mm -hmm. So a whole pile of stuff went out the window. I also kind of lost a bit of um, faith in myself. Mm -hmm. And a tiny bit of respect or maybe a lot of respect, but, but, but I got the, um, I got that familiar feeling of, eh, you can't do this. Yes. Yes. You're a, you're a loser. You can't so, do this thing. What did you gain? What I gained was a numbing experience. I gained stepping off. I suspect it. There's something deeper that you gained. Um. Okay, so I know that I gained numbing. It yep. was like someone had injected me with something, and I was just there like this zombie. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, like, and I and I kept saying, just one more episode, just one more episode, and I just and. And I also noticed, this is a side, a sidebar or a side note, I noticed that on Netflix, I don't get to choose to press play the next thing. It happens automatically and there's yes, a slider does. and it's like, I'm like, 
and it's yeah. like, can I press stop? As I, and, and the sliding Ooh. of the plate, there's another one I'm like, okay, buckle up. I'm in for another 25 minutes of the episode. So there's some sort of handing over. I get to hand over responsibility. I get to be a victim mm-hmm. to the technology. I get to blame. I was like, oh, back in the olden days, we only got one episode of anything we were watching per week. So I got a bit kind of like on my high horse in the kitchen at half past one in the morning. This isn't my fault. This is technology's fault because we <laughs> only got one Netflix. episode. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we only got one episode and then you had to wait till the next week. Yeah. So I didn't have to exercise any self-control. I couldn't get hold of the other episode. Back yeah. in the day, obviously, I'm at like a, a hundred years old. Back in the day, we, you know, you'd ha- you might get a repeat, but I mean, that wasn't even available. You didn't know when that was coming, so I didn't have to exercise any self control. So I gained blaming last mm-hmm. night. I got to blame, like finger point at Netflix and technology and how it was better in the olden days. When you start to point your finger outwards, it serves a purpose, right? Always, because then I don't have to point the finger at me. Mm. If if we were uh, to examine that, there's something that like is happening deep down underneath the surface, right? Mm. And you said it right when you started talking about uh, what you were, that you were numbing. And, oh, you said it when you um, said, what did I lose? I lost time. And I actually became disappointed in myself, mm. wondering if I could do it. Mm. I could like uh, uphold this boundary. Yeah. The Are you minute, leading me somewhere? What yep. is the thing? Tell yep. me the, the thing. The minute you I'm not said seeing... that, I thought, aha, her psyche, the unconscious part of us, part of you probably is leading you back to that deep-seated belief that you cannot yes. do it. Yeah. Yeah. So the you're familiar. Yeah. That's what we gain. Yeah, we gain yeah, proof. The pattern. Yeah, proof, Mia. You are a loser. You're a yep. jerk. You're an idiot. You're a yep. fool. Yes. You have no willpower. Yep. You know, all the American and the British terminology. You yeah. you can't do this thing. There you go. What are we? Day five? Forget it. 2024. Yeah, you're it's off the hook. Yeah. It's not gonna you yes. don't have to do it. Yes. No. I get but to be can't. a victim. I get to be a victim. Netflix are controlling me. Yes. I get to be a victim of that. And I get to prove the story that I'm never going to create the things I want this year, for example. Yep. It's your version of we're all going to be in a van down by the river. Yes. Like one night of of indulging in Netflix means Mm. you literally can never have the life that you want. Yeah. Yeah. And I have, I have. Um, decided that I'm going to cancel Netflix. I made this decision a week ago, (laughs) not last night. I'm going to cancel Netflix and cancel Amazon. I don't tend to watch television, like national broadcasting. I don't tend to watch national broadcasting. So I was like, I'm going to cancel these um, because I'm going to be on my own a lot for the next four or five months and I can see if I look at the run-up to Christmas 
I can see that the the boundaries, these, these routines that I've already yeah. said, morning and evening routine that I'm putting in place to ensure that I can sustain myself during the day and I and and achieve the things I want to achieve. I've seen this kind of like yeah, numbing out in front of Netflix. Um, I don't even have to hold the remote because it just keeps flipping for me. I don't have to do anything. And I'm like, when I'm spending more time on my own, that's going to be really comforting because I get to numb out. Mm -hmm. I get to be a victim. Poor me. I don't have to take responsibility for gaps, holes, failings, lack of anything in in my life. Um, and it's comforting. It's like it's like mm, it's like sucking on a on a teat or a nipple or a, a sorry. I'm sorry to Where say. Where are we even? Go- I think we need a timeout. It's if the we- comfort. <laughs> I'm real oh. uncomfortable now. <laughs> but it's you know that the, the comfort yes. of breastfeeding. Yes. You're mm, about a thumb or a yeah. nook. Well, we move on to yeah, we move on to the thumb, but but or right. maybe the thumb goes in immediately. But whatever. When at whatever point we start sucking our thumbs. I never did it. <laughs> get back on to the nipple and the, get on track. It's the comfort of just mm, I don't yep. have to do very much at all. Yes. And I'm just comforted. I'm soothed. And I'm like, Duh, I don't want to spend, and I can easily see that it would happen, that I'm going to spend yeah. four or five months numbing out in the evening for all of the reasons I've just said, and that's not what I want. Yeah. But, and I have I have other reasons, you know, I've, I've created other reasons around why I'm going to cancel these two things. I can redirect them, you know, it's like, I don't know what it costs, like £35 a month, like... Um, yeah. So I'm going to redirect that money somewhere else where I want to put that money. Um, so I've created other other reasons and um, motivations around it. Yeah. But but I want something other than that. And so I want to put a boundary in place. I don't know whether the greater challenge um, is to keep those two things there and like move my hand away from the remote and not use them. Um, but I don't know that that that's particularly an interesting or useful avenue to go down I know what I want to create yeah in terms of morning and evening routine and I know why yep and that gets in the way yes that's essentially what a boundary is is it's like okay I want to create some success here I want to feel a certain way yeah and I know that when I if I have access I I have the same thing with food that you have with Netflix like if it's in the house, it will be in my mouth at some point. I, I just, so part of my boundary is like, I just can't have, I choose not to put foods that are high carb, high fat, high salt content in my home. Yeah. And it, because I know how I want to feel, I want to feel empowered. I want to feel mm. proud of myself. I want to mm. feel like you know, I, um, I want to feel good in my body and I want to feel good in my energy. And that type of food just doesn't, it's so indulgent for me. I know if it's in the house, I will. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, sort of thinking back to the, you know, yours is food. Yep. Mine, it turns out at the moment is Netflix. Um, and that core piece of, by indulging hmm. in Netflix, 
I get to reinforce the story that I'm a loser, I'm an underachiever, I can't do the thing. I'm sort of wondering now, okay, so I can shut down Netflix, I can cut the plug off the television or whatever, you know, I can do those things. Yes. Um, My survival mechanism, that story will find its way through some other crack in the crazy paving, some other... Could. And, And will... It will it will be looking for the light. It will be looking for a way yeah. to express itself. You don't feel like you can't do stuff because of Netflix. So getting you it's too um, many negatives. Um, that's a triple you negative. feel <laughs> like you can't do things because that's part of your your deep, you know, developmental wiring. Netflix yes. is just a symptom. Yes, yes, it's catnip. It's catnip in the yep. corner of the room. That I'm, yep. Um, yep. And, and what it does is it takes me away from having to face that story. Right. Ironically, it feeds that story. But of course the thinking does. is, oh, it will take me away from having to face the story right. that I can't, or, or what considers, you know, my my internal working model doesn't think it's a story it thinks it's a fact of course thinks it's a fact that I yeah. can't uh, you know create you've the got lots I want. of proof yeah and so it's it, it sort of takes me away from that soothes me makes me a victim and yeah. I don't have to take any responsibility yep. I can shrug that all off the irony is it is actually reinforcing that yeah. yes um and I want something else for myself and there will be a cost, Ali. Go, you had something coming up. Well, it it will pop up. You were saying that it's going to pop up other places. It mm-hmm. absolutely will. And mm-hmm. the thing that I, I think most of us want is for that story to stop popping up. How do I make <laughs> that story go away? Much like yeah. me going into Alan and being like, how do I make my husband stop drinking? Yes. And they were like, you're so <laughs> yeah, exactly. sweet. We'll see you next week. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> yeah. it's yeah, it will. Yeah. It will always pop up. And the thing that I think because we can't get rid of it, if that's true, I believe that to be true. We can't get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Then the next best thing that I can hope for is that I can quiet it. And the way that I quiet it is by actually shining a light on it. Yes. And quietening it, quietening it. And also, um, yeah, being brave enough to shine a light on it and have a look at it. And also, if we think in terms of our neuro, um, you know, our neurology, our brains, our neuroplasticity, that I have a well-worn, highly myelinated path yep. driven by that story. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's like all roads lead to Rome from that story. I can yes. get there any old way. You know, I can yes. get back to that story any way yep. you like. Yes. And so part of my commitment and these boundaries which I feel like is there another word is it routines am I really talking about routines but actually I I think it does tie into boundaries I'm creating boundaries for myself in service of what I want to create and what I want to create is not driven by that story of myself that story about myself it is driven by a different story so I am by 
creating these routines, practicing, exploring, experimenting with them by putting boundaries in my in, in, in yes. place for myself. I am all of that is in service of and yes. driven by yes. this other story that I yes. am cultivating within myself, yes. which is a yes, you can story. Look at that. Well done. Did you have that already? You just wanted to say it so you could show the card. Well, I just I found it in my drawer and I and I use it as a bookmark. My friend Tamsin gave it to me. Um, so. Yes. So what I'm doing is you're saying sort of like shine a light on it and it will help to minimize it. And I'm saying yes. And mm -hmm. I'm actually actively practicing cultivating and myelinating a different story yeah. right and the more that I practice that the more that 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 story becomes myelinated in my brain yeah that creates faster yeah you know the myelin creates a faster yes. connectivity yep. and yes. you know like oh that's the quickest route to Rome let's go there so I'm that's what I'm in, I'm, I'm doing for myself yep. I, that's what I want to create that this becomes the fastest pathway yes. not so yes, I can becomes the fastest pathway, not no, you can't, Mia. Yeah. What I'm what one of the questions that we wanted to answer today was like, how do mm. I know I need a boundary? And you've just mm. articulated that, that I know I need one when I want to have a different experience of life wherever. Nice. So let me land the story that we started, mm. the example that we started with. So mm. I put the boundary in place. I take ownership for the experience I want to have, which is I want a home that feels safe and I feel connected to my partner. That's what I wanted. I can't connect with somebody who's drinking. Mm. Not only that, it's such a turnoff. It was just like, gross, get out of the house, right? Mm. So that was what I wanted to create. So then I had to put a boundary. In I didn't have to. I chose to put a boundary in place that made it so that that could be created because we couldn't create it the other way, right? So you put that boundary in place and then the addict is just like, deuces, I'm out. I'd rather drink than deal with this nonsense. So then he leaves. The, my worst nightmare comes to life. Mm. So now I'm alone with my babies mm. and just horrified at my future, right? So fine. Thank God for Elena because then you just keep showing up and you've got a sponsor in that program. So you're calling her every night like, ugh. And I had a therapist at that time and I had really great friends and all of that. So we make it through that time. And it was, it actually created, there were two things that happened. One was once I created the boundary and I had taken, responsible for, taken responsibility for the experience I wanted, this is weird. I actually was able, I had access to being able to love him again. I'm not really sure how that happened, but I will say that it did happen. So that's the first thing. The second thing that happened was when I started taking responsibility for myself, the, my husband found recovery because it's almost like it was contagious. Like I wasn't pointing a finger at him anymore, which meant he didn't have to have an equal and opposite you know, finger pointing at me, it was like, suddenly I took my finger away. And he was like, I, like, well, I don't know what to do with this. And then the only place to land was to look at himself. So that boundary actually served him as well inside that relationship. And he did go to rehab. And that was in 2008. We're still married. 
we just celebrated 25 years. It hasn't been a cakewalk, like let's be honest. However, we both have committed to having the experience of marriage that we deeply desire. We both are doing that and we're putting our boundaries in place and owning it. Hmm. So how do you know you need a boundary when you want to have an experience and you're not having that experience? Yeah, I, I, I really like that, Ali. I love, I love that. Thank I you. love that as being the clue that yeah. lets me know that I need. And to if you're not that far that. along, the bigger clue, the one that I use with my clients is when they say they're resentful. Mm. The minute I hear that word or I sense that in their language or their body language or whatever, I'm like, ah, mm. the resentment is we're in victim town. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I like you said, I don't know how it happened. Yeah. It seems that it happened that you were able to fall back in love or able to love him again because you weren't blaming him and holding him responsible for your experience. Yeah. I'll say that I was able to love him again. I was not in love with him at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. But I was able yeah. to see him as a human who didn't want to be the way he was being. I could mm -hmm. finally see that yeah. I could almost, it's almost like, like I, I, I had like bad lenses and I would put on a new set of glasses and suddenly I was like, Oh, mm -hmm. Oh, he's not, um, he's not all the things my mind made up about him. Like he's not emotionally absent and he's not doing it on purpose and he's not trying to bamboozle me and he's not disrespecting the merit. Like those are all kind of like how it felt, but at the end of the day, he wasn't getting up in the morning and being like, I cannot wait to mess with her again. He, <laughs> yeah. It was his addiction. He was internally in at war with himself. And once I was able to like take responsibility for myself, I could see it and I could genuinely care about him and feel love and compassion towards what he was experiencing without owning any of it. It's almost mm. like the boundary helped me be me and him be him. And once I was over here, then I could see, which seems counterintuitive, that mm. I'd have to like actually back away and get into myself to be able to see the other person. That's what I've happened. just gotten so much from myself from what you've just oh, said. Okay. And obviously you're talking about something, if we were to rate these on scales, you know, marriage and, and, alcoholism and are, are, are more important than Netflix however for myself what yes. I've seen is I am both those people I'm both you and him yes yes I can see that for myself that I'm addicted to this thing you know I'm using the word maybe more lightly sure um, because I'm not watching Netflix now or this morning. <laughs> um, but, you know, but there is a, there is that kind of like addictive quality. Yes. And I can see that I'm, I'm not getting up in, in the morning and thinking, how can I fuck with Mia? How can I fuck her day yeah, up? How can right. I make her feel really shitty about herself by the end of the day? Yes. Um, and by taking a step back and looking at 
what it is I want to create and what boundaries can I put in place to serve and support myself I'm able to have more love and compassion for myself yes that's what I'm kind of that's what I got from what you said for me personally and it's like a ring of fire I'm not going to put a boundary in place and magically be like yay it is you put the boundary in place you defend the boundary it is not great in the beginning, when my husband left and moved into a hotel, I was like, I think I have made a terrible mistake. I shouldn't Mm. have said anything. I should have just let Mm. it go. The drinking wasn't that bad. I made myself wrong for all of it. Like I had to jump through that ring of fire. Mm. Once we got to the other side and he then chose, and that didn't happen fast, right? So I, I also want to set the expectation that like, once you put the boundary in place, it's not like butterflies and rainbows. It's actually, no. there's like a dip breakdown. Yes. Moving. And, and I, I can see that again for myself yeah. in my less um, dramatic, important example yeah, yeah. of Netflix yeah, yeah. that um it won't necessarily be easy. No. And and when you have to face whatever mm. it is that well, it's it's fear of being, yeah, it's fear of being on my own. It's fear yeah. of um not using my time. Oh, the irony, not using my time effectively. So it's much more effective to just uh, zone out for six hours. Um, fear of failure, fear of confirming yep. the story. So there are lots of things like uh that I don't want to face. And by making this choice and maintaining the boundary that I yeah. want for myself around yep. it, there I will be coming up against mm. um, stuff that I that I would prefer not to come up against. I would prefer right. not to And you're to doing it in service of the experience you want to have. And if we could just yeah. go from A to B, that would be great. Yeah, well, we'd all be doing it then, wouldn't we? And it would all, yep. uh, you know, we'd have it done by lunchtime. Yes. Yay. Alison, I think we've done a brilliant job of talking about relationship with somebody else and relationship with self. Yes. And exploring boundaries that are arguably much more significant and important and those that appear, at least on the surface, to be you know, insignificant. Well, we don't even have to rate them. We don't have to compare them at all. No, but I'm finding it interesting that we can look at alcoholism and Netflix and we can find lots of common ground. Yes, because boundaries are that way, right? Mm. I I think uh, regardless of what the the stakes are, right, a marriage, Mm. I think your life is also big stakes, high stakes. Like the life you're creating in 2024 is also incredibly huge. Mm. So whether, you know, it, it may feel like yours is small and this is big. I'm going to different content, that. isn't it? So the yes. content is marriage, alcoholism, Netflix, future self or whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah, so the yeah. content is really different. Thank you for distinguishing that. So, mm. so that's really interesting that the content can be anything the sort of principles, the guiding principles, the experience that we're going to have, the things we're going to come up against, there are common threads and themes there. Yes. Mm. My God, we're brilliant. All right, takeaway. Takeaway. Oh, I think what I just said, that the, yeah, yeah, that the content can be anything. It can be, you know, 
how I'm training my dog or, you know, my relationship with Netflix, my relationship with myself, marriage, alcoholism, anything. And that there are these common themes. And I love the takeaway that you said of um, boundaries are, um, I know, what did you say? You said something like, I know I need to or want to put a boundary in place or a boundary would be useful if I'm not having the experience of life that I want to have. Yeah. And that resentment is a really great little little flag. Mm. Probably you're doing things you don't want to be doing and then yeah. blaming everybody else for your choices. What about you? Um, the thing I wrote down was um, the difference between, well, we were talking about what are you gaining? What are you losing? And I was kind of like making notes and then they all led down into the funnel of victim. A boundary is the way we get out of victim. And and my other takeaway is I don't really want to get out of victim because it's super, I mean, you talk about indulgent, mm. like you're the problem, he's the problem, my dogs are the problem, the president of the United States is the problem. Mm. It's so much nicer to just point fingers and be like, yeah, Shh. yeah. so. Yeah, cool. that's why boundaries are hard because you have to take oh. ownership. There it is. Yeah. Boom. All right. Cool. Great kickoff to 2024. Yes, mm -hmm. it has been lovely spending time with you. Our next podcast is scheduled for the time when we are in Costa Rica leading a retreat. Mm. So okay. we'll have to that's... see if we're going to do that one. Stay tuned. Yeah. See if we can do yeah. it like with the rain and the birds and the jungle in the background. It'd be really cool, but I don't know that we're going to be able to pull it off. So yeah, I better do it before and then pre-schedule. I was just thinking for the listener. Oh, thank you. The listener. Prepare yourselves because mm -hmm. we might be in the jungle the next time you see us. Mm. All right. I'm going to stop recording. Do it. Sayonara. <laughs>